I just like to show everybody that I'm, I'm a baller too. Like, yes, we had those three guys and they're amazing, they're gonna do their things, but I'm, I'm here to be a receiver in the league for a long time. Because you doubt yourself a little bit as a player when uh, everything doesn't go your way, but then, and you read some stuff and all that, but once you start making those plays and you see it consistently, you start like, man, this is easy, it's not as bad as I thought it was, and I can do this, and I can be really, really good at this. He's like, do a celebration when you, <laughs> when you catch the ball, like, you don't do nothing, he's like, you gotta have fun with it. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. Training camp officially is over. It is officially over. Camp just broke about an hour ago. Uh, so all the fans that have been out of practice, that's going to be no more. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's kind of like halfway broken. It's weird. Yeah. It's just on the calendar. It's yeah, but it they, says camp still practice. Yeah, they still practice. They're going to Indianapolis. Uh, those are going to be joint practices. They're going to have a training camp feel to them before that game. So, sure. like, on the calendar, sure, training camp is over. But it's still going to feel like training camp for the next, you know, three couple weeks. of weeks. Three yeah. weeks until they start really preparing for for the uh, Bills. Yeah, the opponent, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but with that in mind. Camp's over. Camp's over. <laughs> Woo! No. Um, with that in mind, we brought in one of the camp standouts yep one of the biggest stars of training camp has been wide receiver chris moore so uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump into that interview chris thanks for joining us here today so before we start talking football uh you nailed the world cup prediction this year all the way back in like i don't know april or may you yeah. said that france was going to win it and we've got it we've got it on video yeah. so there's 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 a record here so do you got any other predictions you want to make right now that are going to come true for this year maybe football season maybe super bowl uh, something like that i want to say that we're going to win a super bowl but yeah then everybody's going to be like yeah <laughs> he knows what journalists like you are going to do, Downey. Yeah, right? You're going to blow it out <laughs> of proportion. <laughs> now, I know there's a big debate in the locker room as to who the biggest soccer fan is. You yeah. know, Jermaine Illuminor being that he's from England. Yeah. Uh, what are they? Oh, Ronnie. 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 So, you know, you have the mic right now. Yeah. So this is your opportunity. Now, Go me, ahead. Me, give it to me us. Me and Jermaine were just arguing about this. We argue about this every day. We're going to play FIFA today to tell me and Jermaine's who's better. <laughs> At, at FIFA, but uh, I think Jermaine gets the advantage. He gets the NFL Europe plug, so he got he already got FIFA 19 and stuff. What? Yeah, I'm I'm sad over here. I'm still playing the old game. <laughs> I'm, be real. I'm I'm the best at FIFA. Okay. I'm sell it today, <laughs> and and you're the only one that's done a soccer celebration. Yeah, exactly. Ronnie hasn't done that. No. I haven't seen Jermaine do the dead no. fish thing. Jermaine had his chance too. Both of them, they've been in the end zone. <laughs> now me and Ronnie we're thinking we're, we're coming up with a celebration to do for FIFA because we play me and Ronnie actually all three of us play uh, pro clubs so it's like you get to play with your individual player on the whole soccer team and we all three play together and we do celebrations on there so we might bring some on the field nice yeah. nice alright so I guess we should talk about American football yeah well, I suppose so mix that in mix that in yeah. while you're here um, so I mean you've been you know, us talking about this, just watching practice, I mean, you've been like the most consistent performer or one of, of anybody on the field, defense, offense, anybody, right? What has been the, what's been the change this year? What is it? You know, what's really kind of clicked for you? I think I, I just, the first two years I was trying to, like, it was so much for me trying to change different things in my life. Like I was getting married, I was figuring out my walk in life. And then also you learn in the playbook and every little detail the coach is telling you, you're trying to do it. Instead of, and you lose kind of part of just playing football. Mm. And this year, I'm just out there. I, I got everything. I'm comfortable. I'm just playing football. And 
it's all coming like it should have been. Now, when when your wife hears that, you know, you said the wedding is is a reason. She's yeah. not gonna be happy about this. <laughs> oh, no, it's, not, it's not a bad thing, but it's just you know, it's a lot of stuff. You you think about a wedding, you think about like I was. That's when I, I was my rookie. I just started taking my walk with my faith, so I, mm-hmm. I was starting to do that, and I was going through some stuff with that. And then I was also trying to do everything the coaches said on the field. And I went like, cause I'm a, I try to be a perfectionist. And right. I was trying to perfect everything, that, every little detail they said. And I think it got in the way a little bit. Right. And I've learned how to be a pro and how to handle all those different things. Right. I feel like it's just allowed me to play free. I can actually, I feel like I can attest for that. Like, I feel like just watching you at training camp, if it seems to me to be the best training camp that I've seen from you. Definitely. You're making, do you feel that way too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just seems like you're making plays. Did you come into this training camp basically feeling like, okay, you know, you make these moves. There's all this talk about the new receiving core, but hey, I'm still yeah. here. Like, by the way, I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, you still got to show that I can make plays because I mean, people see what I could do on the field, but it, I, for me, it wasn't enough. Like, I still get mad about stuff that happened, but I just like to show everybody that I'm I'm a baller too. Like, yes, we had those three guys, and they're amazing. They're going to do the things, but I'm I'm here to be a receiver in the league for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is there any truth? This is my observation. Any truth to the rumor that you guys are doing so well as a group wide receivers because you have learned how to push off at the end? Push off at the end? No. <laughs> you got, I'm just sounds like That must have been a DB. I was going to say, that. sounds like you were talking to Jimmy that. Smith yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's like a difference between creating that separation mm-hmm. right at the end. And yeah. I feel like in previous years, like, I don't know if it just like was something that through experience, like, is learned more, mm-hmm. but like, you see it immediately with Crabtree and yeah. John. Yep. Because like they've been in the league for long, yeah. you know what I mean. But I feel like like you and Brashad and some of these younger guys, like there's just that little difference. Yeah, there. you get to. I mean, like I said, you get to see how they do it, and right. they give you little hints and tips. And yeah, like you give them a little chicken. We call it chicken wing or arm bar. As long as you do that, you're never gonna get flagged. So right. you learn little little tricks to help you get open better and just how to make better plays. So. Right. If there was ever a time to learn how to push off better, it was when Steve Smith was here, though. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> he, he, he had the little tight one, too. Yeah. Yep. He was also, he, but he also told us about that, but sometimes it just, it tastes a little, you got to see if you guys do it for it to actually click and in your body to actually get the motion of doing it uh-huh. for it to all come together. So I think we're just seeing it all come together at the right time. All right, so tell me if we should be buying into the hype about this offense because I kind of am. You yeah. know, you know, you debate in, tra- in training camp. You're like, is this team going to be good? Is this offense going to be good? I don't know. But I feel like I'm starting to drink the purple Kool-Aid. So am I too premature in that? I, I mean, I don't think you are at all. I, I feel like as an offense, we practice against the best defense in the NFL every day. We see some of the craziest looks you'll see from a defense every day. So I feel like we're prepared and we got a bunch of guys who are ready to show that this offense isn't the same like we're going we're out here to make big plays and we're out here to score points and i mean i think we'll see a different offense this year for sure mm-hmm. how, how much did last year the passing game just wasn't good you know how much did that motivate you guys and i'm sure you guys all the wide receivers heard the criticism yeah. with social media these days yeah. it ain't hard you to got hear no it. choice but to see <laughs> right yeah. like how much did that motivate you guys it, it motivates us a lot because i mean this is what we do and to have somebody tell us that we're not good at what we love to do and what we work so hard on it it motivates you and pushes you to prove everybody wrong so, I mean, I think we've been working, and I think everybody can see it from Joe to the O-line, the running back, everything is coming together, and I think this offense should be something to deal with. So let's talk about the catch that you had from Joe yesterday in practice yeah. and the recording of this. That was among the craziest throws I've seen on a football field. I mean, we were joking about it before we started recording. Yeah. The thing traveled like 100 yards in the air. Definitely. I mean, it went higher up than it did long ways. Yeah. And he said it went about 55 yards in length, which – 
when you hear that, it doesn't sound quite as impressive as actually yeah, seeing that. Exactly. <laughs> How crazy was it to be on the other end of receiving end of that? It was, it was insane because I knew with the play, I knew he could throw it, but I didn't know it was going to be that far. And just <laughs> just to see the ball in the air, it's kind of kind of sucks because you're sitting there waiting for it. You're like, when is it going to fall? And you're just waiting <laughs> for it. It's almost like a punt, but it was right on the money, and it, it was it was just amazing to, to have that. When you're in a play like that, mm-hmm. are you thinking like? Holy crap! This is a this is a ridiculous throw. Or are you just trying to say I got to go up and catch it? Like, did you realize in the moment how ridiculous that throw was? No, not until I I didn't realize how far he threw or how high it really was until I got back and everybody's like, man, he was waiting for that ball forever, and they were just saying. And then when I saw the film of it, that's when I was like, he had to throw it higher than the the indoor. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he right. hit the ceiling. Yeah, and like it went over. <laughs> it had to. It was incredible. Yeah. Did you guys pull that? Did they pull that up in the offensive meeting room? Uh, like we, for everybody to watch that. We did. Uh, we watched that as a group, as a receiver. You can't see it. It goes out the camera angle. You can't see the ball. <laughs> it goes out the camera. He launched it. Yeah, we we watched in our positions. It was crazy. Just how ridiculous is Joe's arm, and like how thankful are you as a receiver that he's the only quarterback that you've known? You know. I mean, I love it because you get to, as being one of the only quarterbacks I've played with, is you get the time and the chemistry with them. And his arm, I mean, I, I like I did in college and like I want to do here, I like, I like to go deep and I like to make the big play. So to have someone who can, just, who can launch in and put it anywhere and have the accuracy that far as well is, is, is easy. It makes my job easier. So I'm, right. I'm excited about it. I think one thing that's cool about you this season, too, is, you know, you were asked a week or so ago about special teams mm-hmm. and whether you want to continue playing special teams. And yeah. your answer was... Yes, I love I love special teams. Yeah. I love it. I mean, for me, I see it as another opportunity to do something on the field to impact the game. And, I mean, my I feel like my first two years, especially my rookie, that's how I was able to even make this team a play because I was doing stuff on special teams. And Coach Jerry, he's a, he's an awesome coach, and he just he makes you want to play special teams. At least that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So that's something I, I hope I can always do. Well, not many people get in the end zone on special yeah. teams, especially unless they're a returner, yeah. except for you. So I mean, that, <laughs> right? Like, I, when you get to celebrate, yeah. a little bit on special teams, that's, <laughs> like, that's why I like it more. But no, I just I mean I love it. even from like well I guess I've scored I haven't scored at Gunner, but I've gotten some big plays on Gunner, but. Just being able to run, I like to run. So just being able to run, and it's a different aspect of football, and different. It's just a different level of football. So I, it's a chance to make a play. So I love it. Yeah. So Ryan and I have talked about this before. We both feel like there's going to be a point in a game this season where fourth quarter there's going to be a big play, and you're going to be the guy that has to make it. I mean that that like that regardless of the percentage of snaps that you get, yeah. which is still to be determined, yeah. but you're going to come up at a big point in a big game. Do you kind of have that expectation going into this season? Um, I mean, I don't ever really personally think about, like, I'm that guy that got to make the big play. But me, I mean, whenever I step on the field, that's what I think. Like, I'm, whenever I – every play I – every chance I get to touch the ball, I'm trying to think I want to score because that's, that's all I love to do. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past anything if in the fourth quarter I, I, I have to be that guy to do it because mm-hmm. that's what I love to do. And I'm, I'm going to try to find a way to do it. Did that Steelers – sorry, Ryan. Did that Steelers game from last year sort of give you that confidence, you know, because it was – the national televised game and that was the big moment and all in Pittsburgh yeah. and everyone's talking about the celebration all yeah. that stuff but like that was your sort of coming out party yeah that that there just let me it was almost like a cue to myself like man this this is something you can do and it's and you can do this for a long time and because you doubt yourself a little bit mm-hmm. as a player when uh, everything doesn't go your way but then and you read some stuff and all that but once you start making those plays and you see it consistently you start like man this is easy. It's not as bad as I thought it was, and I can do this, and I can be really, really good at this. So 
yeah, that just boosted my confidence and made it made it easier for me to play. Can you talk a little bit about what it takes to get over that hump as a player? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys, I mean, we see late bloomers all the time. I mean, yeah. Maybe KC is going to be one of those mm-hmm. guys this year. You know, Urban. You know, I mean, there's yeah. lots of guys, you yeah. know, who are like higher draft picks or whatever, but it takes a little time. Like, yeah. Can you talk about what it takes to kind of get over that hump? Yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, it's just I feel like a lot of guys when we first get here, we put – we put all this on ourselves. We put all this weight on our shoulders because we want to be, like, the best at our position ever immediately. And, and we, we don't realize that we have to learn all these details and there's all this that goes into this game even at the next level. And uh, like it just takes some guys longer to just to get it. And once you get it, though, you, you'll know and you can see those people develop. So I think as long as you give some guys a chance to just – just to get in there and make those plays and just feel comfortable, you'll see them develop. I'm curious how it's been being in that receiver room for the past couple of years because you've got some really interesting personalities. Yeah. Of course, there's you know Steve Smith, mm-hmm. Mike Wallace is a huge personality, yeah. and for the record, we've talked about this before, but Mike always got kind of a bad rap that he was like a bad teammate. Yeah. He, I, no, I, he, Mike is probably one of the dudes that helped me the most really? on this team last year. He helped me just come out of my shell a little bit because I, I feel like I was a little more reserved and conservative and on the field even during games he's telling me like Chris you gotta enjoy this love it like he's like do a celebration when you, when you catch the ball like you don't do nothing he's like you gotta have fun with it and so he that doesn't helped, sound like Mike yeah so like, he helped me really get out of my shell and and help me understand what this game is about that, at this level that's interesting because I was just gonna ask like what it was like being in that room when you have so many big personalities yeah. and how you sort of kind of try to find your way mm-hmm. amongst that group of guys yeah like my I think my rookie I didn't speak because we had we had <laughs> Mike and Steve Smith in there, so those there's not many. There's not many else. Many other yeah, words to yeah, go around. Exactly. So I, I, I didn't speak, and I mean, me as a person already, I'm pretty quiet until I get more comfortable around people. But uh, yeah, I mean, just being in there with those two guys, it, it was amazing, and I love them both. And like I said, Mike Wallace, he probably last year definitely helped me get over that like conservativeness and get out there and have fun with this game and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What are Crabtree and, and Smokey and Willie like? Crabtree is kind of like my little key with he's how he's just he tells me every day like it's just a game like you just gotta have fun with it like mm-hmm. like they blow everybody out here blows it up to be something bigger than it is and it's just a game so you just gotta have fun with it and smoke I love smoke he he's like almost like a coach for everybody like every time we watch a film you see something he'll he'll coach somebody up and give them tips and little tricks so I love smoking Willie and Willie he's just he goes in there and tacks his professionalism and how he tacks every day is, is amazing. He uh, he he doesn't like to be not know every. He wants to know every single position. He wants to know everything and he wants to do everything right. And and I respect him highly for that. And what's Lamar been like? We talked about Joe earlier, yeah. but Lamar. I remember you got like really excited. I feel like yeah. when he was drafted, you saw him out there on the mm-hmm. practice field. What do you think? I mean, I I love that dude. I think he's he's amazing. He's I've never seen some dude with so much like attention and all this pressure on him and just be so calm it just seems so calm and relaxed with it and then just with the plays he makes on the field like people were saying stuff about that ball through he threw to me but he threw it perfect like that's the only place you could ever put that ball in the game from the Rams and mm-hmm. I, I, he's a he's he's gonna be in the league for a long time making big plays he's awesome yeah I love him. yeah that play set the tone of that game yeah. you know like for when he got in there mm-hmm. um it, it that, I think that play went a long way. Yeah. Do you feel bad for defenders when you see their ankles just broken and their jock straps on the ground? <laughs> no, we, we just sit there and watch it all day. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy what he can do, how fast. Like, you can see how fast he can turn his body this way and then go this way. Like, in a matter of 
No, people can't cut that fast usually, and he does it effortlessly. So. Yeah, man, he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, hey, Chris, really appreciate the time, and we look forward to watching you for the rest of the rest of the preseason. And like we said, there's going to be that fourth quarter. You're going to make a play yeah. at some point in the fourth quarter. You can yeah, just point out to me. You can point out to yeah. me and Ryan at the press box and say, "You guys, you yeah, guys said this is going to happen. Yeah. You got it. You this is, this it. is our world." Cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Cool. Well, really good stuff from Chris. I'm telling you, I want the, you know. I finally want somebody to point up to the press box and give us our due. What it's did we, about time. What did we, we told Joe to do it for something, right? I, I'm pretty sure it was Flacco. We told him to go up. He didn't do he it. He didn't do it. But I'm shocked. Yeah. I was convinced hell, that Flacco was going to do it. The hell, what was it? Maybe I forget what it Tucker. I feel like it was just like a big game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. We told him about the podcast bump. Podcast That's what bump. it was. So if he had a big game, that he could attribute it to the podcast bump. Something like that. We haven't we haven't brought up the podcast bump for a while, but you know this is a good time for Chris. I think this is the podcast bump season for him. I kind of agree. Yeah. Definitely. This is bump year. Yeah, bump year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chris Moore is going to be really good. You know this this whole wide receiver group has um, it's really seems like it's turned a corner, and I'm really excited about it. And then you know you're talking about guys like a Tim White who can mm-hmm. make the team. You know, lastly, I really like when you're talking about back end, you know, fifth, sixth wide receivers. Uh, Jaleel Scott's made some plays. Brashad Perryman seemed maybe he's turned a corner. So, lots of like right now about the wide receivers. Yeah, I, I agree. And and you know, I think the way I see it right now is I think there's going to be a lot of times where Chris is the third receiver on the field. I kind of agree. Like I think everyone looks at John Brown and, and Michael Crabtree and Willie Seed as top three, and then everybody else. I don't necessarily know that it's that cut and dry. Like I think that Willie Sneed is a guy that can work the slot. He's looked good throughout training camp, but, but Chris can work out of the slot too. Exactly. He's not going to necessarily run the same routes as Willie, maybe. Right. But I mean, but he's got a more of a vertical threat. Right. But if you want to put it, say, put it on the field, these are our burners. You yeah. want to go to the burners package, kind of like your pass rush package yeah. that you love so much, yeah. where they just put all the outside linebackers out there. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could put the burner package out. Yeah. And you put Smokey, Chris Moore. Crabtree, yeah. I mean, he's not really burner. a burner these days. Hey, Perryman, if you made the team, that right. would be a burner. Yeah, package. that's the burner package. Um, so, so anyway, you know, I, I think Chris is going to make some plays. I agree. Yeah. So, really appreciate Chris coming on. Uh, we need some emails. Didn't have any good emails this week. Hell. Um, really disappointed. Most importantly about that. Yeah. So we need some more emails. Send them into the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, and we will read some of those next week. And. We will tease right now that it's not too far from our official 53-man predictions. Thinking I, was thinking about the I was thinking about that out there. I was cutting guys and circling guys. Mm-hmm. So It's not far off. We're going to have to make our predictions. I beat you last year, as I always do. Mm. Uh, mm. This is becoming a trend. You know, you, you were beating me like in the cookie draft and pizza. Now, you know, the draft draft, I got more guys that we took I because I got Orlando and Hayden Hurst. Yeah. And now, I, and last year's 50, see, when it comes to football, I crush you. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to this nonsense stuff, yeah. maybe Cookie you have a leg up. You know, I really, I should spend more time on the football drafts because I spend all my time on the cookie draft and the Halloween candy <laughs> draft. That's really where I focus my time. So I got to <laughs> shift my priorities there. <laughs> but anyway, and the travel draft that beat you this year. It's <laughs> turn, the tide is a turn in, buddy. Uh-huh. But thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. <laughs>